0: Your show host, Dr. Alan Chong, a.k.a. The Spine Doctor himself, is a practicing chiropractor for over 33 years, business practice coach and owner of three clinics in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. His weekly guest experts will share with you the very best secrets to their own success. Their inspiring stories will be sure to show and teach you to see and achieve more in your own personal life and professional practice. Dr. Chong's dynamic and entertaining interview style allows you to just sit back and enjoy every moment as you discover the gems found in each and every podcast. We realize that you're on a journey to your own success and mastery. This podcast will allow you to learn from some of the masters in chiropractic practice, marketing, and business. Allow easy inspirations and new ideas to nudge you on a path to your future practice success and practice mastery. Stay tuned now for another exciting episode of Practice Mastery, your call to greatness. Now here's your host, Dr. Alan Chong.
1: Okay, welcome to Practice Mastery podcast. Today is part two with our special guest on legal matters. And today we're going to be talking about trademarks and other uh, intellectual property and how you can protect that and how you need to protect that if you want it to be sacred, if you will, and have ownership of that. Most people are not aware of what it takes. And uh, our guest today, Heather Pierce Campbell, will be um, talking about that particular topic. A little bit about her, she's based in Seattle, Washington. She is a a warrior mama with two highly energetic children, nature lover and dedicated attorney and legal coach for world-changing entrepreneurs. She is the founder of Pierce Law PLLC, home to her legal practice. She is also the creator of the legal website Warrior, an online business that provides legal education on websites and trademarks, providing support to coaches, consultants, online educators, speakers, and authors around the U.S. and internationally. She hoards information, paper, and books while secretly dreaming of becoming a minimalist. Heather is also the host of Guts, Grit, and Great Business podcast. Welcome to part two of the show, continuation on legal matters there, Heather. Um,
2: Thank you, Alan. So good to be here.
1: So, yes. uh, So, if you missed the the part one, you've got to catch that. Heather, do you want to give us a little bit of a summary of what we talked about in in, um, part one and why it's important?
2: yeah absolutely so we chatted a bit about being online and the potential pitfalls in the online space and this applies to people that are running a regular traditional practice where they're a licensed professional but especially for those who are venturing into what i call the online education and information space right they're whole host of rules and regulations that apply to doing business online. And I joked that it was the Wild West of business. The online Mm -hmm. world is the Wild West of business. And my goal is to just help educate people a bit about what that means and what to watch out for so that they can take the steps that they need to to protect themselves.
1: Absolutely, so go and listen to the prior episode with uh, Heather Campbell. So today's topic, Mm -hmm. I wanna ask you about No, there's a difference, I know. Trademarks first and then protecting intellectual property. Like what's, you know, first let's talk about trademarks.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So trademarks are one of the tools that exist in the intellectual property uh, tool bucket, right? So I have a framework that I present on five different buckets for legal protection for your business. And having an intellectual property protection plan is one of those buckets inside of that bucket trademarks is one of the tools so i just want to set the context for people about where right. trademarks fits that's, i think
1: that's really important
2: yep so trademarks if you think about your business or your brand as a mountain right and i i sit not too far <laughs> from mount rainier right some days we can see it out our window you if you think about your business or your brand like a mountain trademarks are what's visible in the marketplace. So think of trademarks as the snow-capped peaks. And actually, I should say trademarks protect what is visible in the marketplace. The snow-capped peaks, right? So that's gonna be your business name, a tagline, a logo, a phrase, right? But it's the things that really are um, indicative of your business. So it's a little bit like, think about Nike. The, the brand name Nike is protected by a trademark, as well as their tagline, Just Do It, mm-hmm. right? As well as their logo, they've got a creative logo that stands apart from any others in the marketplace. So trademarks, again, protect the top of the mountain, the the pieces that are generally most visible to the marketplace from the standpoint of um, short phrases, names, single words, logos, right? right. They're very concise copyrights protect the rest of the mountain Mm, copyrights protect the body of your work so if you're Publishing articles, you're publishing tutorials online. You're, you know, publishing even just blog posts on your website, sharing about your practice or right. your clients or some of the typical issues you deal with in your work. Right? All of that content, because we're all content creators in some way. Being a business owner, especially we have now, to. Yes. That's right. Especially now, we have to do all of this marketing. We generally have to have an online presence. There's all these ways that we're creating content. I mean. Even even you right now with this podcast, right? Absolutely. One more significant piece of the body of work that you are creating. Copyrights can help to protect the body of the work. So what that means is anytime um, you create something that did not exist before and it takes tangible form, audio recording, video recording right written article maybe you created an infographic maybe mm. you created a workbook for your client workshop maybe you create a video series maybe you write an actual book right all of those things are protectable by copyright you
1: now this is this is one of the things that uh, that confuses uh, me and and our uh, many of our listeners, I'm sure, unless you, uh, you study this area, is that um, how do we uh, claim copyright? Let's just talk about copyright for a, a bit, mm-hmm. and then I do want to get back to trademarks. Yep. But um, can we just state it? Is or is, there, is there international law, and then there's local law, or what? What mm-hmm. supersedes what?
2: Yeah, that's right. That's a great question. So copyright. Rests in the creator, right? The individual who created the work. And it um, is immediate, meaning that you have copyrights to the thing that you created as soon as you created it. And all that you need to do if you wanted to, for example, put your copyright notice on something, which right. I generally recommend, especially if you're in the online world, there's some real reasons why you wanna put your watermark or your copyright notice on things, right. um, is you know, see in the circle, followed by the year the work was created, and then the holder of the copyright. So in most instances, that's going to be an individual name, right? So copyright 2021, you know, Dr. Alan Chong. But sometimes people will transfer intellectual property assets to their business to hold, right? Mm-hmm. Which you absolutely should do in the case of a trademark. If, you, if you're seeking a trademark and it's it's in regards to protecting your business, Your business needs to hold the trademark for you to be able to pursue damages, right? And Mm. copyrights, you can also transfer to your business as well. That said, right, you you could also say, you know, copyright 2021, Dr. Alan Chong, and then reference your business as a way for people to find you. So I generally recommend, you know, like in mine, mine often says copyright Heather Pierce Campbell, you know, copyright whatever the year is, Heather Pierce Campbell, comma, the Legal Website Warrior references right. my branding so that people could find me. I want them to be able to find me.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, right? that's brilliant. And, and, you know, in creating these podcasts, um, halfway through probably 15 episodes, I realized I wasn't putting my copyright on the show notes. Now mm-hmm. I've gone back and added that to all my show notes. So all of them state clearly that that I maintain copyright
2: that's right no, that's and a great so example that, that's, so good. that's a great example you want to put your copyright into or just shortly after like for your show notes that's going to be like a blog post or an article or something you right. publish online you don't want to rely on the copyright notice down in the footer of your website to do the heavy lifting for you you mm. want it immediately after the work you've just created so that's a really great example um the thing to know about copyrights in the states you don't have to seek a federal registration of your copyright.
1: Mm, um, good that's, thing. It would be hugely expensive.
2: It'd be hugely expensive. But let's talk about what happens if you don't. Right. So copyright is automatically created. And I think the same is true in Canada. But if you plan to ever pursue infringement, Right. right. So if you suspect that you're going to be creating the kind of business or content where it has the potential to be ripped off. And let's be clear that anybody who gets really good at what they're doing has a very strong potential that they're For going to sure. Whether it be
1: artwork, uh, you that's know, right. that's a classic one, right? Images. That's right.
2: Yes. So so what I recommend is that people really examine their core work so if there's a topic that you teach regularly about if there's a seven step system that you've created that you know really is the framework for the body of work that you know you walk your clients through if there's an infographic that captures a lot about your system or you know like i've got a friend who has a phenomenal infographic that describes basically the, her client journey you know right if you have developed any of these assets that are unique to you are catchy are are succinct meaning that somebody's going to look at them and be like oh yeah i want to i want to do that i'm going to imitate that or i'm going to just take it and call it my own you want to make sure that you've got copyrights around that core work. It doesn't have to be everything. It doesn't have to be every article you publish, but you can pretty easily sit down and most people know their work intimately enough. They know right. what the core of that work is, so and they and
1: distill the the work out and then uh, get legal advice. Obviously, about right. how to register that and what to register.
2: That's right, but it doesn't have to be overwhelming. I try to back people away from the cliff of like, oh my gosh, I have to do all this stuff. I've created so much content. No, you don't. Let's take a look at it and I can help people do this. It's, It's called putting an IP protection plan in place. You do an assessment of your existing intellectual property, whether it's assets that you have that would be available for a trademark registration or copyright, right, the works that you've created, and we take a look at them and say, okay, if you have a system or something you walk your clients through, what's the best format for capturing that? Is it a video tutorial? Is right. it is it an a article on that? Like, whatever is the ideal format, let's get a copyright around that so that that is presumed to be your your work in the case of any infringement. So, you know, it's a pretty straightforward process. The good thing about copyrights is it's not as expensive as the trademark registration process, which makes sense because when you think about that mountain, you're gonna be creating probably a lot more assets that are protectable by copyright than you are um creating assets protectable by trademark because by trademark again is going to be your business name maybe a signature course or program name if you're in the information space right or or a podcast name right so you know maybe you have a unique name to your podcast i've helped people get registrations for their podcasts you want to look at those top level assets. You're gonna have fewer of those, but they're gonna be very important to your business, which is also why trademarks just cost a bit more. Right. It's a lengthier process, it's a larger asset for you. But you know, it's not I I really want people to understand that it's doable. It is, it does not have to be as big and scary as people think it is, and a lot of small businesses opt themselves out of even considering it because they just think, Oh, I'm not a big business. I, I don't really need to take care of my intellectual property the way that Nike or Starbucks or Amazon does. Right. For
1: sure. Now that, that brings me to the topic specifically, for example, let's talk about clinic name, Mm -hmm. you know, say it's like a cool clinic name and it's not Dr. John does or Jane does clinic. It's something else. Now, if it's not protected by trademark then what
2: yeah so this is a great example and and getting to the naming there is a magic in selecting names like there is a real there's a real process for doing it right and it generally involves research so one of the things that i let people know is that not everything can be trademarked right right even if you think it's pretty unique to you, if it's generic, if it's words that come from the dictionary that other people use pretty consistently, even though, you know, it like there are ways that you may not be able to get a trademark around something that you've created, which is why the earlier in the process you get assistance, the better off you are, the more likely you are going to be able to create something that will be protected by trademark. And a quick rule of thumb is basically the more creative it is, the more likely, the more unique it is, the more likely it is to be considered distinctive and that will allow a trademark registration to go through versus something that's like i said merely descriptive or generic those things are
1: chiropractic clinic that's that's not going to be trademarkable
2: right right exactly so it's um you know there are some things that you can do to it and sometimes it requires a minor change like some people will be part way through the process realize maybe something they have is not a good candidate for a trademark registration but if they changed it slightly it could be you know, or they could still get a registration around it if they if they did something unique. So it doesn't mean that you have to give up altogether. But this is where having legal advice, legal support in the process can make or break whether or not you're going to get a registration around a particular phrase or name.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah. But but it is your point. It is a legal process. Now, we have listeners Mm -hmm. from all over the world Mm -hmm. practice mastery. And by the way, I, I have to mention this. See the mountain. that's right
2: (laughs) i should have referenced your mountain
1: yeah the snow the snow topped (laughs) mountain in practice mastery uh so if if you're listening to this of course just have a look at the logo and that's what we're talking about right now but if you see this on youtube of course you'll you'll see it's pretty clear this is my virtual background here so the the mountain that is the trademark trade name it's what people see and hear uh, the the most readily and then the intellectual property, the copyrights and stuff as uh, such. The content is, is the rest of the, the base the, the, of yeah. the mountain that fills the rest of the, the content, if you will, of that business. Is that correct, Heather? That's right. Yes. Right. I think so, that's a great analogy.
2: Well, it helps people, I think, understand because I get so many questions around trademarks versus copyrights and it really helps people understand what you use a trademark for, right? It's a very narrow, um, it's a very narrow set of things that you can trademark. Right. You
1: know. Now, is that the same with trade name, or is that sort of another sort of bit of? So, bit of
2: trade trade name, business name, like whatever you're operating under. Yes, depending on again whether it's unique, whether it's distinctive, can
0: be protectable by trademark registration. Right. Enjoyed the podcast? We'd love to hear your comments. Simple. Rate and review Practice Mastery today at wherever you get your podcasts. We can't wait to see your review.
1: So um, if you were to give the, the most common advice, a quick summary here as we wrap up mm-hmm. this, this episode about legal protection in general, mm-hmm. what in the previous episode we talked about w- winging it versus which a lot of people seem to do. And then there are other camps uh, that people that take it uh, a lot more seriously, which yeah. I, I know I err on the side of, of being much more conservative. And if in doubt, don't put it out there. We're talking yep. about um, potential for advice, because being in practice, our, mm-hmm. our tendency is want, wanting to give advice. Do you have any comments about that mm-hmm. to wrap up the show?
2: Yeah, a couple things, and before we get to that, I want to make sure that I acknowledge your previous question about being international, because I can give some quick information that will help people who who cross borders with their websites, right, because they're publishing information and it's available anywhere. Um, with copyrights, there's something that's called the Bern Convention, which means if you get a copyright registration in your own country, and it's a member of the Bern Convention, which most of the countries where I do business are, other countries that have subscribed to that same convention will honor the the, the copyright and the copyright, copyright holders yes Bern
1: is in b-e-r-n if people want to look it up
2: yes i believe so and i don't do a lot of um defense Sounds like burn switzerland things. yeah i think it's b-e-r-n-e i think it's got an oh, e on yeah. the end okay mm-hmm. yeah
1: no worries it's just if yep. there's keeners out there listening, they will want to look it up.
2: Totally. So check out the Bern convention because with copyright, you do not have to go into other countries where you do business and seek a copyright registration if you've already got it in your country. So it's kind of like a treaty almost, is it? Exactly. Yep. It's like, okay, we'll take care of your people. You take care of ours, right? Right. Makes sense. Um, now, that doesn't mean that enforcement is automatic, right? You no. still have to hire legal counsel. You still have to go through the full nine yards to actually defend your intellectual property Um, but with trademarks that's not the case if you've got a trademark registration in canada and you've created an online information business and you're pursuing an audience based in the US, which a lot of my clients do, Mm -hmm. you separately do have to seek a trademark registration in the States. Those do not carry over geographic boundaries.
1: And and my understanding that an international trademark is really expensive, right? It's really involved.
2: yeah and i don't you know i am not the most informed on that i've just added trademark registrations to my practice and i mostly help people who are based in the states or who are looking to get a trademark registration based in the states and so certainly i know that there are ways you can get an international trademark but i don't yet do that for my sure clients. and that's
1: and that's fair that's really good to clarify that mm. heather so i i um, you know that's been a lot of great information just the analogy of of the mountain and the and the the, the trademark the trade name being your mm-hmm. clinic name perhaps mm-hmm. um, so uh, just a reminder to our audience that to reach Heather um, there are is an active link in our show notes practice mastery show notes so you just go to that and check it out so you can reach heather and either um, ask uh, her questions or check out her website and uh, see what she has to offer there for for protection packages Uh, about um you know your first one that you mentioned in the prior show do you want to just quick summarize that and then you know the your basic most popular offerings
2: Yeah, absolutely. So um, we talked in the previous episode about the website protection package, which is gonna help people protect their online business. And there's a lot to think about, there's a lot of education that's missing in the marketplace. My bundle includes both the core documents and the education, the basic education that will, and I say basic, I really mean essential education Mm -hmm. that will transform the way somebody shows up as an online business owner. Um, This bundle really is targeted to Towards what I call information entrepreneurs and this could include people who are licensed professionals who are setting up that online information or education business um, so that's available and we'll make sure that we include a link to that I've got other bundles that are included that would include other core contracts that people need. So I won't get into all of those because they're also available on my site. There's a lot there. Um, but just understand that pretty much anything you're doing in business, if there's an exchange of value, if you're hiring somebody, if you're publishing information, if you're you know taking on your first coaching or consulting client or you're running a group workshop, all of these things require legal contracts. Uh, because the final note on protecting intellectual property is contracts go a long way as a gatekeeper for your IP. It can help keep proprietary information safe. It can help keep your IP safe. In addition to the other strategies that we talked about,
1: right? Yeah, IP being intellectual property, which yes. is so so um, important, for, yep. uh, especially for if you're taking your your. Um, practice if you will seriously going online in in any shape or form
2: and there's yes and there's two more things that i'll mention just as resources um because i still am running this year so last year i did an ask me anything live every week this year it's monthly but that's a great way for people that have questions and maybe we can include that link in your show notes sure sounds Um, good we will Yep, the Ask Me Anything Live and you're—it's a, it's a time that I open up to people that are on my list to show up and ask me live questions about any topic that's legal related to their business and I can provide some education around those things. So um, that's something that I like to remind people about. And then if you're really into podcasts, hop over and see me at Guts, Grit and Great Business, which is on Apple, iTunes and everywhere else that people get podcasts.
1: Yes, and, and and that that is awesome. There, Heather, this has been a great uh, two series uh, show. Um, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, to educate us, uh, to to uh, show us that you know showing up online isn't just showing up. There's some careful considerations involved, trademarks. Um, and intellectual property, which, which we all want to be and needing to be protecting these days. So uh, thank you so much for being on the show, Heather um, Campbell. So for you listeners, thank you f- so much for listening. We grow our audience every single day. As mentioned, go to our show notes. And uh, if you didn't have a listen to the prior episode with uh, Heather, please do so. And I always wish you um, the the best in practice, but with this past podcast, Practice Mastery, uh, I hope that it brings you one step closer to practice mastery in your practice and daily life. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Dr. Alan Chong. Bye for now.
0: Well, that wraps up another episode of Practice Mastery, your call to greatness. We hope that you've enjoyed the show. For show notes, to listen more, and to subscribe, go to highprofitspractice.com forward slash podcast. We'd love to hear from you. So remember to rate and review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, wishing you one step closer to Practice Mastery, your call to greatness. All content for Practice Mastery podcasts and all related media of Practice Mastery Your call to greatness are claimed and protected by copyright. All rights reserved by Dr. Alan Chong.